everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Look at us, we got a Wednesday show. Haven't had a Wednesday show since the whole lockdown went into effect. I know, look at us, we're back. Well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, we're not back full time, but you know, you gotta ease into things. That's right. You know who else is easing in, into things? Who? The Walt Disney World Resort. Yes. Yes, they have officially reopened their dining uh, reservations, dining and experience reservations, for a 60-day window beginning July 7th for all guests. Um, So you can use the My Disney Experience app or the website or call it in or have your travel agent do it. But if you are dining in the park, they just want to remind you that you need a valid park admission as well as a reservation through the new Disney Park system, as well as a dining reservation for a table service restaurant. Dining reservations alone do not guarantee admission to the park. If you are dining in a resort hotel, a confirmed dining reservation is required for day guests, which is uh, what you are if you are on the resort grounds and you are not staying overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of times they would just let people through, uh, but of late, of late, they have been checking. You have to have a dining reservation if you want to just pop into the resort. So if you, so you can't just pop into the resort, right? Um, so if you wanted to eat at the quick service at one of the hotels, that's not going to be allowed. I guess not. No. It sounds like you have to have a dining reservation. Yeah, fair enough. And then if you are dining at Disney Springs, select dining locations are currently accepting reservations. Um, you can take advantage of the new My Disney Experience mobile check-in feature which will allow you to bypass the podium and check in for your dining reservations for table service restaurants. And it will actually notify you when your table is ready. So that's a a new nice little feature. Okay. So, yeah. Very good. Um, And so that the dining and experience reservations, those were previously open though to people who had reservations for certain dates at the the resort, right? Now it's open to the general public. Okay. I tried to get in last night and the whole thing was shut down. Oh, well, I already made our reservations. I was looking for additional stuff that I was going to tell you about. Great. Um, Disney has shared some more information about their commitment to health and safety measures. Yes, they have. Uh, there's another video out by uh, Dr. Heimel, who is the uh, chief medical officer for Disney Parks. Uh, and, you know, they're reiterating everything, health and wellness, cleaning and disinfecting, technology solutions, um, cast member training, workplace safety, and working together. So these guidelines are all wonderful and you can keep putting them out and you can keep putting out videos, but how does it actually work in practice is uh, the important thing. And the Magic Kingdom actually reopened today for cast members. So there was um, there was a little bit of footage of how well maybe this uh, these procedures are working. And there was a whole big kerfluffle in front of uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train entrance. There were probably, what, maybe 40 people? Eh, it might have been 20, but 20 people on top of each other, you know. Yeah. Not literally on top of each other, but within, like, you know, less than a foot from each oh, other. Right. Yeah, they were not, they were not... Uh, there was no social distancing re- respecting going on. social distancing. It looked like everybody was sort of jockeying for a spot to to get into that queue. So, right. um, not great. They need to work on some things, but, you know, if hopefully they- over the next couple of weeks, they'll right. figure things out. It was the same thing when we watched the opening of... Was it Shanghai? Which one opened first? Shanghai. Yeah. It, it's, they had the, um, the media in. And they were the masks were down. They were standing right next to the guy giving the presentation. It was like, he's telling you about all the measures that they're taking to keep everyone safe. Look, see these markers six feet apart. And the people are standing all over the place, like sort of trying to see where these markers might be around their feet. Like, 
you know, a foot away from somebody else. So it feels very the same. So hopefully they figured things out in Shanghai and hopefully they will figure things out a little bit better in Florida. That's right. If they want the Disney Drive Time podcast crew to come down in August. That's right. They better uh, they better get things they going. They got to pull it together. Right. Um, so the governor of Florida had a quarantine order for uh, New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey saying that anyone coming from those states had to quarantine for 14 days when you go down there. Um, it doesn't seem like something that Disney is enforcing. And uh, it was up the, for the first time how long ago? 30 um, days ago, maybe? Well, here, let me give you the history. Okay. Uh, so according to the executive order 20-166, which is now in effect until September 5th of 2020, um, let's see, on March 9th, 2020, I issued executive order 20-52 de- declaring a state of emergency. Uh, March 25th, Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump approved the request and declared a major disaster in the area. June 3rd, the uh, executive order 20-139 implementing phase two of the safe, smart, step-by-step plan for recovery. Uh, of course, it doesn't say here, but... You're uh, boring me. The point okay. is... <laughs> so the state of emergency declared in executive order 20-52 and extended in executive order 20-144 will be extended for 60 days following the issuance of this order, which means that anyone from the tri-state area of Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey is expected to self-quarantine for 14 days when arriving in Florida. I only asked for a few details, and you completely ruined my story. Do, the, I, ever, do I ever listen to you? No. The point is, I don't know, three months ago, the governor of Florida put this into effect for 60 days. The time was up. We thought that that was going to be the end of it. And then he extended it for another 30 days, which seemed ridiculous. Now it's just coming to an end uh, probably in a week or two. And Florida is a... Hot mess. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a hotbed for coronavirus. Their numbers are out of control. Connecticut is the second lowest in the nation by state for uh, new coronavirus um, cases. cases. Thank you. And yet he extended the order once again, which makes absolutely no sense. So I don't know, whatever. This guy's got his head up his rear end. Wow. He almost made us an R-rated moment. I did. But okay. So moving on. Next, um, so the Magic Kingdom did reopen today, and seeing that, we got to see some of the changes that have taken place there to work with some of the new guidelines. Yeah, a lot of the rides have social distance barriers, plexiglass, uh, line markers, you know, six-foot markers in place. The one I found was really interesting is that the Haunted Mansion stretching room uh, is no longer being utilized. It is now a part of the queue to get you just doors are doors open into right. You there's just walk a, right through it. There's a red velvet rope in there, and it goes through. Mm-hmm. So the uh, room is in stretched mode, so you see the full pictures. Right. Um, but you know, you you miss the whole pre-show section. Yeah, well, with, that's with how it goes. Got to so, do what you got to do. Yeah. Okay. Any other things there? Uh, not in the Haunted Mansion, no. No, not in the Haunted Mansion, but in the Magic Kingdom. So the Goofy Cavalcade character experience debuted today. Cool. And uh, in lieu of a traditional meet and greet, they have now put together a small parade, if you will. Um, and it is a bunch of dancers. Uh, so there's a couple cavalcades that happen. There's a Royal Princess one. There's Mickey and Friends. There's a Fantasyland Friends. There's Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. And then there's the Goofy Cavalcade. And it's a bunch of dancers. It starts out in like Frontierland and follows the parade route. And uh, it's characters on a float. So uh, multiple times during the day, throughout the course of the day. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's there's a schedule, but they've got a stilt dancer. Uh, the dancers do not wear masks. Um, 
and they come down Main Street, and Goofy is on there, Max is on there, Jose Carioca, and Panchito. They're actually smart if they don't have a time, if they don't have scheduled times. Right, because then you just kind of catch it and nobody's waiting for it. Right, you don't have people standing along the sidewalks waiting for these things to come along. Mm-hmm. And Clarabelle Cow is on it. Whoa. And it looks like they've taken some of the uh, parade floats from the Move It, Shake It, Mouska Dance It street party uh-huh. uh, float uh, parade and, and repurposed it. Good. Uh, the interesting thing as you look in some of the pictures is you can see the ever-present uh, crane Mm. Uh, on the castle. I, I I think that's just a permanent fixture of the castle now, Possibly. is the crane. Possibly. And also there is a the Fantasyland Friends cavalcade, which includes Rabbit, Piglet, and Eeyore. And uh, they came down Main Street uh, being towed on the uh, trolley car by one of the horses. Aww. Uh, and they just essentially stand in the middle of the... Uh, in the middle of the trolley car and wave at people as it goes past. It's very so cute. It's kind of cute. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have all the big pomp and circumstance as uh, Goofy has, but it's a nice way to see characters. Yeah. Yep. And when that's the only way you get to see them, that's what you. That's what you get, and you're happy with it. I hope. Exactly. You get what you get, and you don't get upset unless you're paying $109 a day, which you are. Yeah. But too bad, and you knew what you were getting into. Um, so if you're having trouble keeping those masks on all day long, they do have uh, relaxation areas for you to take down your mask in each park. There, you have a little more information about that? That's right. We saw them do this at Universal also, is uh, mask-free zones. Um, so they're calling them relaxation zones. And the, I have the locations for them in each of the parks. And let's see here. Uh, The Magic Kingdom won't load. Here we go. So there are three mask-free areas in the Magic Kingdom. They are at the Tomorrowland Terrace, at the Golden Oak Outpost in in Frontierland, and at Pete's Silly Sideshow in Fantasyland. Uh, In these designated areas, you can remove your mask and enjoy downtime spaced 10 feet apart from other parties inside the relaxation zone. Um, Not wearing... uh, Masks are strictly enforced outside of these zones. So uh, apparently they're asking guests to either put on the mask or leave. Good. Um, And Disney, unlike Universal, if a guest shows up, they do have a mask dispenser that will sell you a mask. Fair Um, enough. So let's see. In Hollywood Studios, there are going to be two mask-free zones in Star Wars Launch Bay in the Animation Courtyard and near Rise of the Resistance in... Uh, Animal Kingdom, the relaxation zones are going to be at the Upcountry Landing, which is in Asia, across from the uh, Bird Adventure, and at Pete Safari, and in Epcot, which I believe you'll also need. Actually, you need the mask because there's so much construction going on there. I know. Um, I keep that dust out. You will have a mask-free break area at the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall, at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop. It's an outdoor seating area and between Mission Space and Test Track in Future World East. I'm surprised that some of these seem to be indoor locations, right? Pizza Safari and Akershus, those are indoor locations. Why would you... Well, Akershus I get because it's a usually a character meal, and if they're not doing the character meal, they must not be utilizing the restaurant. Yes, but why would you... Like, isn't there so much more of a chance of spreading a virus if you're indoors? Why do you not want it to be an indoors area? Not 10 feet. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. Per- perhaps we can ask Dr. Uh, Dr. Heimel when we yeah. see her in the parks. We'll ask her. All right. Um, moving on to Disney Plus news. It, they've had a big increase in their app downloads due to the Hamilton show being released. That's right. Hamilton debuted on Disney Plus on July 3rd. 
and after that, the Disney Plus app has seen an uh, increase of 72% in downloads uh, over this past weekend. So apparently a lot of people want to uh, want to see Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, you know, we knew that ahead of time. Obviously, that show has been selling out for quite some time on Broadway, and now right. you can't see it on Broadway. That's that was a that was huge that Disney got that and and released it. I think it's definitely paying off for them. Right. Um, Disney is also developing some. Wait, I wrote this down and now I can't read what it says. It says Dow Stories, but that's not what it's supposed to say. Oh, Docu Stories. There you go. Disney's developing Docu Stories with Colin Kaepernick. Docu Stories. How about a docu series? Oh, a docu series. See, I just wrote badly. I can't read my writing. So Disney is developing a documentary series based on Colin Kaepernick's journey from quarterback to activist. Um, No, no word on when it's due or what it's actually going to be about. But uh, Disney is partnering with Colin Kaepernick in light of the uh, in in wake of the Black Lives Matter movement. All right. So it's going to bring a focus towards racial inequality and social justice in the field of sports. Okay. Um, And then one team has pulled out of the Major League Soccer Tournament. That is true. Um, FC Dallas, uh, I guess that's Football Club Dallas, uh, has announced they will withdraw from the MLS is Back Tournament, which was set to begin at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex on Wednesday. Um saying that in spite of uh, Disney's efforts, uh, their players, coaches, and staff are in isolation in Orlando, and they understand it is not in their best interests to compete at this time. All right. Whatever they need to do. Yep. Um, There's some news on tax credits that the city of Orlando is or was offering to Universal for their new park. That's right. Uh, Epic Universe, which has not even broken ground yet, um, the Orange County Commissioners have approved a deal that will give Universal Orlando a $5 million credit to offset the costs of removing an old pipeline that currently runs through the site. Um, so uh, that's equal to 40% of the relocation costs of the pipeline. All right. Yeah, that park was originally scheduled to open in 2023, but the timeline has been delayed. Um, additionally, Orange County, uh, not with this uh, deal, but previously, uh, has agreed to pay Universal Orlando nearly $125 million to build a new road leading to that property. All right. Um, And then over at the Disneyland Resort, all three hotels there are going to begin accepting reservations on August 1st. Four stays beginning beginning August 1st. 1st. That is right. If you currently have a guest holding a reservation through July, uh, you have been emailed asking you to either modify or cancel your reservations. As we all know, Disneyland was scheduled, the Disneyland uh, Disneyland Park was scheduled to open on July 17th, and then the hotels were due to open on the 22nd. Uh, the parks and hotel openings were delayed because they are still awaiting word from the uh, state of California on their reopening guidelines. All right. All right. So that's it. Welcome back to uh, our Wednesday show. We'll have another episode on Friday. Until then, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.